Chicago showed amazing success on the road as they snapped the Celtics' 33 home game winning streak. Next, it was Pippen's turn to play hero. Pressing into the front court, Steals! Steals the ball, the Bulls win! And the Chicago Bulls are 9 and 2. They have the best record in the NBA. The Bulls continued to rip up the competition into early December. Michael in traffic, off to Pippen, in for the left on Samson. Oh, and it right in his face! Winning combinations unfolded at both ends of the floor. Everything was going their way on the road, even with the game on the line where they discovered miracle finishes on enemy turf. Left side, he drives all the way in, scoop way up off the glass, no good! And the game is over, the Warriors lose! I always like to say that Michael got to play with me for a year at North Carolina. <laughs> I think it really helped him. Spectacular player from the beginning. You can see right away Jordan was going to be a big-time scorer. And showed what an impact he was going to have on the league. This is NB88, celebrating the 30-year anniversary of Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls and the 1988 NBA season. Now here are your hosts, Adam Ryan and Aaron Steen. Welcome back to another episode of NB88, up to episode four in the series. Aaron, thanks again, mate, for being a part of the show. How are you today, mate? Adam, as always, it's a pleasure for you. <laughs> if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Just before we get going, mate, I want to quickly uh, play back voicemail feedback that I received recently. At the end of every In Orlando's episode, I do put out a, a request for a voicemail. And surprisingly, mate, somebody's actually given us a call. I had to trim it down, though, because the message went on for quite a while. Even though it was a, a negative message, it's better than none. Uh, the gentleman who called up, he was talking about the entire NB series that we've done thus far, uh, NB85, 86, 87, and now into NB88. I think something must have just made him snap. I'm still going to play it just for transparency. Here's just a quick snippet of uh, his thoughts on the NB series in general. This was a real bad, bad piece of business. <laughs> Swear to God, I've heard that voice before. Quite disturbing, but I'm still glad that we uh, got some feedback, so thank you. Uh, it just has Mr. Most as the name of the person that called. But thank you for that feedback, uh, negative as it was. Most disturbing. <laughs> it really was. And uh, there actually might be a bit more to come as the episode goes on. NBA. News. Notes and quotes. November 21st through December 4th. 1987. Detroit at Chicago in front of 18,466. Saw the Pistons win 144 to 132. Absolute barn burner of a score there. Uh, 7 and 2 the Bulls dropped to with that loss. For Chicago, Jordan had 49 points, 6 boards, 8 assists and 6 steals. Oakley had 21 points and 12 rebounds. And Sadal Threat, great friend of the show, 20 points. And for Detroit, Adrian Dantley had 45 points, Isaiah Thomas, 27 points, 7 rebounds and 10 assists, and Dennis Rodman, 25 points. Now, just quickly, MJ was 17 of 38 from the field. Uh, he fouled out for just the sixth time as a pro. Hmm. Uh, he'd have 14 disqualifications in his entire 1,251-game career, for what it's worth. Adrian Dantley, that was his highest score with the Pistons. Uh, his career high was 57 points versus the Bulls in the 83 season. And Dennis Keith Rodman, it was his fourth highest scoring game of his career. His career high was 34 against Denver in the 91 season. 
Isaiah Thomas missed a shot with 12 seconds left, then drained a 26-foot three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game at 122 and send it into overtime, where Detroit overpowered the Bulls. By the time overtime arrived, it's a lot of time, Oakley and Corzine <laughs> had fouled out and Jordan was playing on five fouls. He fouled out with 3.22 left in the extra period on an Adrian Dantley three-point play. It was about this time that the Bulls faithful headed for the exits with their team down 133 to 124 after a Pistons 11-2 run to start the overtime period. Aside from great games from Jordan and Oakley, friend of the show, Sadale Threat scored 20 in 23 minutes, including 6 for 6 in the fourth quarter. Offensive rebounds by Spider Sally and Dennis Rodman down the stretch delivered Detroit and Isaiah the chance to send the game into the extra period. And a failure to double-team Dantley had him scoring 36 points after halftime. Hmm. The Pistons went on a 25-4 run late in the first half, including 17 unanswered in Chicago's only poor stretch of the game. Chicago answered with an 8-0 run to close out the half to be down 4-60-56. On to November 23rd, the Bulls have lost their previous 16 games to the Boston Celtics, including playoffs dating back to December 17, 1985, when Michael Jordan was sitting on the sidelines with a broken foot. This time it's Kevin McHale who was out after foot surgery and Larry Bird is in doubt with ankle tendonitis, though coach Doug Collins expects Legend to play. The recent win versus Atlanta and the loss to Detroit exposed the Bulls' biggest weakness at small forward. The Bulls will encounter small forwards the likes of Bird, Cummings, Aguirre, McRae, English and Denver's Walter Berry in their upcoming eight-game road trip. Doug Collins doesn't want to panic with a 7-2 record after one loss. He added that Pippen has been experiencing shell shock after a fast start in the preseason and has intentionally not matched him up against the likes of Wilkins and Dantley so he doesn't lose confidence. Hmm. To quote Doug, he had it too easy in the beginning and now he's learning, end quote. That's some good insight there. I like that. Terry Cummings, quite a, a large small forward, I would have thought. He was a man mountain back in this era. On this same day, November 23, Chicago travelled to Hartford, Connecticut, to the Civic Centre to take on the Boston Celtics in their home away from home, for the Celts, that is. And in front of 15,134, saw the Bulls have a 107-102 to victory and the Chicago team improved to 8-2. and For the Bulls, Jordan had 31 points, 10 rebounds and 4 steals. Pippen had 20 points, 7 rebounds and 6 steals, so a great game for him. And Johnny Paxson, 19 points and 6 assists. For Boston, Dennis Johnson had 23 points and 7 assists. Danny Ainge, 20 points. Fred Roberts and Robert Parrish, 14 points each. The aforementioned losing streak ended at 16 with a 107-102 Bulls win in Hartford. Rookies Pippen and Grant got their first taste of crunch time and came away licking their chops, wrote Bob Sakamoto. Hmm. An ailing Bird and McHale were replaced by Mark Akers and Brad Lowhouse, and MJ pointed out post-game that Pippen was the star of the game as they hadn't beaten Boston until he joined the team. Hmm. Nice one. A 16-5 run had Boston up 53-34 to in the second term, and the Bulls were still down 12 after three quarters when Doug unleashed the kids. Scott Pippen finished the game with a flurry of plays, including big steals and baskets. Jordan was also asked post-game if he felt sorry for the undermanned Celtics. And I quote, do you think they feel sorry for us when they beat us? End quote. (laughs) I love that. Moving on to November 25th, the Bulls were a team who only won 11 
road games all last season, yet we're already 4-0 on the road this season as they headed into Milwaukee and possibly the tallest starting lineup in the NBA. 6-5 and 6-8 guards in Pressy and friend of the show Jerry Reynolds, 6-9 Terry Cummings and 6-11 Jack Sigma at the forwards and 9-3 Randy Brewer. Wow, he certainly grew a bit taller than last time I recall. Although rumour has it that Brewer actually only stood seven foot three, so we'll have to get that one cleared up. <laughs> Doug Collins planned to kill the drives of Reynolds and Pressy and make the Bucks a jump shooting team in their game at the Mecca. Chicago at Milwaukee. In front of eleven thousand and fifty two, the stock standard sellout there in Milwaukee. The Bulls held on for a one oh three to one oh one win and improved to a great nine and two on the season. For the Bulls, Jordan had thirty three points and six assists. Charles Oakley, 19 points and 14 rebounds. And Scotty Pippen, 18 points and 5 rebounds. For Milwaukee, Paul Pressey, ever impressive here. 18 points, 13 rebounds and 10 assists. Thank you very much. John Lucas had 17 points. And Terry Cummings, the aforementioned and great friend of the show, 15 points. Twice the Bulls had lost games to opponents who had stuck a three-point dagger into their heart late in the game. Against the Bucks, Doug Collins' worst nightmares was about to come to life as Paul Impressi set himself behind the three-point line to defeat the Bulls when rookie Scott Pippen stripped him of the ball and sealed the Bulls' 5-0 road start to the season. The Bulls' best ever road start to the season is seven wins in 1972 and 1973. Just quickly, isn't it great to see them having such a stellar start to the year, particularly on the road as well? Absolutely. And you hear the words NBA best record a lot early on in the season for the Bulls, so they were off to a flyer. Indeed. Pippen redeemed himself after missing two free throws with 17 seconds left. Collins was asked post-game if he thought Pressy would hit the game winner, to which he replied without a smile, and I quote, well, every other one has gone in, end quote. <laughs> Scott had 12 of the Bulls' first 16 points in the fourth quarter to cover for Jordan's four points in the fourth. A 15-4 Bulls run in the third gave them the lead until late in the fourth, and John Paxson also left the game in the fourth quarter with back spasms. Moving on to November 27, the legendary Jim Durham was in line for Good Samaritan points. He invited the team, who was on a road trip in his native Texas, to his home near Houston for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, that's great. Mm. Excitement for the arrival of MJ was high in Texas or you might like to say was as big as Texas, as courtside <laughs> seats and an autographed Jordan basketball was won by former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach for $1,750 for the game in Dallas. 17,007 people were at Reunion Arena, and they saw the Mavericks hang on for a 94-93 victory. The Bulls dropped to 9-3. and for Chicago, Jordan had 25 points, 6 rebounds and 9 assists. Oakley, 21 points and 17 rebounds, so stellar numbers again for Oak. And Brad Sellers, speaking of great numbers, 19 points, 6 rebounds and 7 assists. For Dallas, Mark Aguirre, 26 points and 9 boards. Derek Harper, 17 points and 11 assists. And Sam Perkins, long arm, Sam Perkins even, had 14 points. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Sam. The Team Chicago Victory Tour bombed for the first time in Dallas, trailing by as many as 20 in the first half. The Bulls led 87-86 to 86 with five minutes to go before Chicago native Mark Aguirre scored five points down the stretch of the game to seal it. 
The Bulls had several chances to win the game late and had Coach Collins screaming to intentionally foul the Mavs to stop the clock, which his team wasn't able to do. A 26-8 Mavs run put the Bulls in a hole in the second quarter, and Charles Oakley led the comeback with 14 points in the third. Wow. And had eight offensive boards in the game to out-offensive rebound the entire Mavericks team. And I bet the Mavericks found that offensive. That's great stuff there from Oak. Mm. Off the bench, the San Antonio Spurs' Peter Goodmanson had a career-high 21 points in just 28 minutes at Atlanta on the same date, the 28th of November. The Hawks took that victory, however, 124-100. to There's a fair chance that after the game, Peter's dad would have said to him, good game, son. <laughs> or something to that effect. Oh, yeah, as soon as you started talking, I knew there'd be some sort of play on words with his surname. Let's quickly return to a bit more of that feedback we received earlier. This time, I'm pretty sure the gentleman in question took exception to an impression that you actually did of a famous Boston Celtics announcer. Let's just hear what he had to say. A real yellow cowardly act. (laughs) Wow. My goodness. Now, we're talking about the 28th of November here. Chicago at Houston in front of 16,611. Saw the Bulls have a 98 to 86 victory and they improved to 10 and 3. For Chicago, Jordan had 34 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals and 2 blocks. Remarkable. Charles Oakley had another monster, 20 points and 17 rebounds. And Horace Grant, 19 points and 12 rebounds. One of the best games of his young career. For Houston, one half of the Twin Towers, Ralph Sampson had 19 points and 8 boards. Purvis Short, 17 points and 7 rebounds. And the other Twin Tower, Akeem Olajuwon had 14 points and 7 rebounds. Quite a contrast, the Twin Towers and Purvis Short. Mm, exactly right. Yeah, that's the long and short of it, I guess. Uh, in relation to the Bulls' 10-3 and three record, in the 1987 season, aka NB87, it took Chicago 20 games to reach double-digit wins. And they're already 10-3 and three here after just 13. Great start. This was the fourth of an eight-game road trip for the Bulls, and they won their first game in Houston in eight years as rookie Horace Grant stepped it up. Horace took a cue from fellow rookie Pippen, who early in the game dunked on 7-4 Ralph Sampson to lead a 24-5 run in the fourth to put the Bulls up nine late and also fouled out Akeem Olajuwon late in the game, did Horace? How good is that effort, 24-5 run in the fourth at Houston, to then come back and actually take the victory by you know 12 points? Great stuff. Horace was intimidated early on by Houston's Twin Towers, but made the decision to change, and his confidence was boosted by a fast-break dunk off a pass from Scott Pippen. The (laughs) Rockets shot just 5 for 28 in scoring 14 points in the fourth. (laughs) That's atrocious. While the Bulls overran them with 8 from Grant and 10 from Jordan in the term. 5 for 28. Shocking. Post-game, Collins gushed about his team's heart and Charles Oakley's play in saying he runs no plays for him and <laughs> Oak gets him 15 and 17, which was more than Elijah won and Samson's combined total of 15 rebounds, which is quite extraordinary. Great game for Oak. Walden Books invites you to a celebrity sign-in with former pro basketball star and Kentucky native Dan Issel appearing here to autograph copies of his new book. Parting Shots by Dan Issel. 
Parting Shots is interwoven with tales and anecdotes about such basketball greats as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Julius Irving, Moses Malone, and many others. It is both funny and biting, sincere yet cynical, as sure a winner as the man who wrote it. Walden Books, Louisville Galleria, Friday, February 7, 12 to 1.30pm. Special bonus, Parting Shots will be 20% off list price, Friday, February 7. America finds it at Walden Books. Note, this is not an actual sponsorship, it's purely for fun. Real sponsors welcomed. On the same Boston Globe page as the soon-to-be-referenced and another thing, Bob Ryan had a great piece that was titled Chicago is Bullish with Krauss as Broker, and it examined Jerry's decisions since being instilled as the Bulls GM back on March 26 of 1985. Now, the article is a little lengthy to examine now. However, if you do have access to check out the newspapers.com archive, I definitely recommend it. And another thing. Compiled by the Boston Globe's Bob Ryan and Ed Gilliardi. This appeared on the 29th of November. The Warriors' release of Kermit Washington brought a predictable end to a nice early season story. Five years is a long time to be away. Kermit's final game in the NBA was notable for one thing in particular. As per the Detroit Free Press, quote, He was ejected at the Silver Dome for slamming Pistons center William Bedford to the floor. End quote. Mm. Washington had played six games for Golden State. Now, Peter May of the Hartford Current says there's only one thing wrong with the Bulls. They're suffering from rigor artis. Wow. He declares. Whew, that was pretty scathing. Glad to see you haven't changed Wes. Mismatch of the week. Xavier McDaniel versus Wes Matthews. All six feet, one inch, 170 pounds of him. These two went for a loose ball Tuesday night, and when they emerged from the pile-up, the hulking McDaniel had both hands around Matthews' neck. Quote, I set a screen and he elbowed me in the stomach, said the X-Man. Then he tried to kick me in the face, end quote. Replied Matthews, quote, I don't know what his problem is. I can't wait till we play again. His bald head is mine, end quote. Wow. Uh, yeah, sure. So that was interesting, little exchange there. Of course, there's a famous photo which is circulating of the aforementioned McDaniel Wes Matthews stoush. He ain't heavy, he's my midget. <laughs> Manute Bowl on Tyrone Muggsy Bogues. Quote, just because somebody is small doesn't mean he can't play in the NBA. I always thought Tyrone could play. He's five foot three. That's tall enough. Four feet, that would be too small. End quote. So good stuff there for Manute. And in the miscellany, Denver set a record Tuesday for blocked shots when it swatted 19. Wayne Cooper and Blair Rasmussen, I'm going to keep going with that pronunciation, each had eight. In the same game, 10 Nuggets reached double figures in scoring. Wow. The Nuggets recorded 18 steals the same night, eight by Fat Lever, who recorded his second straight triple-double. Hashtag Fat Love. Oh, exactly right. Lever finished with 21 points, 13 rebounds, and 14 assists in addition to his steals. How incredible. To state the bleeding obvious, that's almost a quadruple-double, Adam. Absolutely. Incredible stuff there from Fat. There's only been, is it three or four quadruple-doubles in league history? Yeah, I think four. He would be the perfect guy to have had a fifth if there was a fifth. He must have gone awfully close on numerous occasions. Michael Jordan led the Bulls in scoring in each of the team's first 11 games. Through Friday, 27th of November, San Antonio was the only team in the league to score 100 points in every game. Atlanta center Tree Rollins scored his first points of the season Wednesday night after 81 minutes of playing time. Wow. Mm, that's interesting. And uh, last but not least, Denver's Danny Shays fouled out in just 11 minutes Tuesday. Moving into December, Adam Chicago at Golden State. 
in front of 15,025. Chicago defeated Golden State 98-97 to to move to 11-3 and at NBA best at this stage. Chicago was led by John Paxson with 19 points and 9 assists. Horace Grant, 17 points. Michael Jordan, 16 points, 6 rebounds and 9 assists. Scotty Pippen had 16 points and 7 assists and Charles Oakley, 13 rebounds for Golden State. Joe Barry Carroll, 20 points and 9 rebounds. Sleepy Floyd, 10 points, 8 rebounds and 13 assists. Friend of Michael Jordan's, Rod Higgins, 18 points <laughs> and 9 rebounds and... The duo of Chris Mullen and Tellus Frank combined for 34 points, a.k.a. 17 points each. <laughs> I probably should have just went with 17 points each. I'll go with the combination. That's fine. <laughs> Post-game, they actually tried to get some comments from uh, from Frank, and he wouldn't speak. They just said, just tell us, Frank. You idiot. <laughs> just tell us, Frank. Based on Bob Sakamoto's game recap in the Chicago Tribune, Eric Sleepy Floyd's reaction following his last-ditch attempt to beat the Bulls resembled that of Michael Cooper's famous response following Ralph Sampson's fatal fall away in Game 5 of the 86 Western Conference Finals. Stretched out on the court, staring straight up at the ceiling. The Bulls escaped as victors after Sleepy's reverse layup attempt missed with two seconds left. This after Horace Grant missed two free throws with five seconds remaining in shades of the Bulls' Home loss to Indiana as covered in NB88 Episode 3. If you check out the Chicago Bulls season recap for 87-88 higher ground, you'll see the exciting end to this game in which the Bulls were extremely lucky to get away with a W, Adam. Just speaking of that great season recap, definitely worth searching online to watch that as well. Absolutely fantastic stuff with uh, Jim Durham. Uh, mostly narrating it, uh, along with a few cameos from uh, Johnny Reed Kerr and uh, some of the Bulls coaching staff as well. Great stuff. Mm. Now, this was the Bulls' fourth win in five games, all away from home, giving them the league's best record on the road at 7-1. and one. Jordan had a season-low 16 points, but fed Scott Pippen the would-be game-winning bucket with seven seconds left. The recap describes two of Jordan's, quote, crowd-pleasing dunks, end quote, one of which, quote, was more in the... In your face vein, he put a baseline move on Mullen that left him rooted to the court and then took off with the ball in one hand. Power forward Ben McDonald came over to cut him off and centre Carroll slid over to help. Jordan abandoned the usual theatrics and opted for a power slam. McDonald gave him a long look after the dunk. End quote. This dunk from memory, it features on uh, quite prominently on, on Come Fly With Me. Very well-known dunk. Illinois newspaper, The Dispatch, reported that ex-New York Nick great and Hall of Famer Walt Frazier would serve as the Quad City Thunder's fantasy player, warming up with the CBA team ahead of back-to-back games against the Rochester Flyers and the Savannah Spirits. Also on December 2nd, Chicago played the Utah Jazz in Utah in front of 12,212 people. Chicago 105 defeated Utah 101 to move to 12-3 and and cap a three-game win streak. For Chicago, Jordan had a ripper, 47 points. He hit 12 of his first 16 shots in the game and had two very spectacular dunks, which we'll highlight very shortly. Nine assists, three steals and three blocks. John Paxson, another great game for him, 19 points. And Charles Oakley, probably a little understated by Oak, only nine points and nine rebounds in this one. For Utah, the mailman, 33 points and 14 rebounds. Dr. Duncan Stein, Daryl Griffith. 19 points, Thurl Bailey, 17 points, 
John Stockton, 14 points and 11 assists. And a friend of the show, Mark Eaton, 8 points, 11 rebounds and 27 blocks. <laughs> it's an unconfirmed report that he actually didn't have 27 blocks, but we'll have to check that one out too. He's probably closer to 27 than zero, let's be honest. Correct. This is what's commonly known as the Was He Big Enough game. I'll tell you a story that I think summed the whole thing up. We was playing uh, Chicago in Salt Lake. They switched and put John Stockton on it, and he turned around and dunked on Stockton. So some guy got up and almost followed him down the sidelines. Hey, Jordan, pick on somebody your own size. Next time down the floor, he dunked on Mel Turpin and went over and looked at the guy and said, was he big enough? Interestingly, as per Bob Sakamoto's recap, MJ was involved in a trash-talking moment with another jazz fan. Quote, they, in terms of the officials, gave you a lot, Michael, end quote, said the fan. MJ replied, we won. That's all that counts. I read the accompanying article in the Tribune just last night and read about this other encounter that he had with a fan before last night. I don't think that I knew about it. I did not either. That's why I thought I'd uh, add it in there. In this game, Pippen dislocated his thumb. Hopefully he found it post-game. But a Jordan masterpiece secured Chicago's win, taking them to a league-leading, there we go again, 12-3, and three, including 8-1 and one on the road. MJ scored 13 points in the game's final 5 minutes and 3 seconds, overcoming a 12-point Utah lead. Coach Doug Collins said of Jordan, quote, that's why the guy is a superstar, end quote. The Chicago Bulls road warriors continued in Denver in front of 17,022. Denver 105 defeated the Bulls 89 and the Bulls dropped to 12 and 4, which was still best in the NBA. For Chicago, Michael Jordan scored 23 points along with five assists and four steals. Dave Corzine, 15 points and five rebounds. Friend of the show, three, 15 points. And Charles Oakley, back to his old self, 14 points and 18 rebounds. <laughs> For the Denver Nuggets, Alex English, 21 points and five rebounds. Danny Shea, 16 points and eight rebounds. And Jay Vincent, 15 points and six rebounds. Bob Sakamoto anticipated a great shootout, describing it as, quote, the sky-high Bulls versus the mile-high Denver, mm. end quote. It never eventuated. The Midwest Division-leading Nuggets easily accounted for the Bulls. This was the fifth time in 15 games that Denver held an opponent below 100 points. As per numerous game recaps, Fat Lever and TR done the job on MJ, holding him to 23 <laughs> points, 10 below his league-leading average. The Bulls were down by as many as 19 points in the fourth quarter. It was mentioned in the accompanying article in the Tribune that the Bulls' offense was broken in this game, I believe. <laughs> was a uh, comment by Jordan himself post-game. Let's round out the episode with the Players of the Week. Adam, November 22nd, the X-Men, Xavier McDaniel of the Supersonics, for the week, 30 points per game on 61.2% field goal percentage and 7.7 .7 rebounds in a week that the Supersonics went 3-0. and in the week ending November 29th, Clyde Drexler of the Trailblazers averaged 29 points, 6.3 rebounds, 6 assists and 5.3 steals per game in a week that the Trailblazers also went 3-0. and zero. To round out the month of November, the NBA's Player of the Month was Michael Jordan of the Bulls. 33.1 points, 5.5 rebounds, 6 assists, 3.7 steals and 1.4 blocks for a 6-6 six -six shooting guard. Wow. Mm. And the Bulls, as we've mentioned, off to a great start, went 10-3 and three in the month. The coach of the month, not surprisingly, Doug Collins of the Bulls, as the Bulls went, the aforementioned 10-3. and three. Rookie of the month, 
Mark Jackson of the New York Knicks, 10.3 points, 4.4 rebounds and 8.1 assists to go along with three steals per game. A great start for Action Jackson. We went to the highs. Uh, Michael Jordan, 49 points for the Bulls against the Pistons on the 21st of November. Rebounds, 22 by household name Mark McNamara of the 76ers at the <laughs> LA Clippers on the 2nd of December. Assists, 16, John Stockton twice. Irvin Johnson and Franklin Edwards of the Sacramento Kings also had 16 in a game. And of Mark McNamara's 22 boards for the 76ers, talk about an aberration. Mark's next highest single game total in rebounds was 13 in the 1989 season. Quite staggering. And in regards to Franklin Edwards' 16 assists for the Sacramento Kings, that was his career high. Good stats there, mate. Thanks for compiling those. Now, NBA standings through December the 4th. The division leaders were in the Atlantic. Boston were 11-6. and six. In the Central Division, the Bulls were 12-4, and 5-3 and three in this span of games we've covered today. And in the Midwest, Denver were 10-5. and five. And the Pacific Division, the LA Lakers were 10-4. and four. The league cellar dwellers were the New Jersey Nets and Golden State Warriors, who each were off to a, a terrible start at 2-12. and 12. Now, the Bulls were atop the NBA with the best record overall at 12-4, and four, which is just fantastic to see. First time we've said that in any of our NB recaps throughout the entire series to date. One last quick bit of feedback, mate, from our uh, caller. He really wanted to just emphasize his displeasure with uh, your impression of him. Uh, so here's what he had to say to close things out. I say that irrevocably. He's a coward. Quite stern words yet again there, mate. Anything you wanted to say back in relation to that voice clip we received? I don't get paid to do this. Why do I have to put up with that? <laughs> and you only spend about five hours a week <laughs> putting this together. <laughs> How dare you have the uh, temerity to actually do an impression? I've read through Chicago Tribunes from 1984 <laughs> through to 1987, and I cop that. <laughs> cheeky. It is cheeky. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and share my web address with your friends and colleagues in allairness.com check out the podcast archive for plenty more episodes with high profile guests follow me on twitter at in allairness please add your like to the show's social hub facebook.com slash in allairness join me next time for another edition of the show are we in november 23rd or october um i hadn't actually pressed <laughs> press record on the other end uh, yeah, I'll fix it up. It's only the Johnny Most uh, soundbite, which I'll just play now for a second. Hang on, bear with me for one sec. This was a real bad, bad <laughs> piece of business. <laughs> that was a bad piece of business, me not pressing record. It was, it was. Now, if you can believe it, some clown has a, a chainsaw going at the moment, <laughs> two doors down. I've got to shut the windows. This is unbelievable. Right on. Turn off your machinery. All right, back. Cool.